Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, Week 15 Fantasy Football Preview on the docket today. We got a lot of information for you guys for this weekend. So we got two, two episodes, part one, part two for the Week 15 Fantasy Football Preview Show. Jeff is not in the studio today. He sent me a text about 15 minutes ago saying he cut his finger and that he may need to go to the hospital. Just tell me, bitch. He starts sobbing like a little bitch with a skin knee and shit. And there's nothing worse than watching a fucking fat man weave. Sounds like a bunch of horseshit to me, but who am I to say what's true and what's false? Unless, of course, we're doing that segment. But if it's true, what the hell were you doing, Jeff? Building bunk beds? No power tools. Oh, what? No power tools. You know what? I forgot to brush my teeth. That is not your toothbrush. Oh, okay. It's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. It's so bad. Definitely going to bring this up on Monday when we do the recap show. Of all the days Jeff calls out, Norm had already requested this week off. But fantasy sports analyst and beat writer Kevin Price may be joining the Flex for an additional fantasy football preview of week 15. But for now, you got me. And quite frankly, who the hell else do you need? Am I right? Just kidding. Just kidding. Before we start the show today, I have an opening rant on some big news that went down yesterday afternoon that will have a huge impact on the entire country. But just a quick reminder, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. If you're new to the show, welcome. Glad to have you. This episode is going to be a little different than how we usually do it here. We've got a lot of start questions for the week. We're going to hit on those early on in the show. Let's go. Closing rant. Well, like I said, it's an opening rant, so here we go. So the FCC repealed net neutrality yesterday. And not many seem to care nor know what that means or how it's going to impact our everyday lives. I'm not going to take long on this one, man, so I'm just going to jump in with a quick hitter here. Because of this repeal, Americans are going to, for lack of a better word, have their internet restricted, and it's going to cost more money overall. The Verizons, the Comcast, all those kind of conglomerates there of the world are going for a money grab here. And they're going to be able to dictate which sites you can visit, what download speeds you can use for certain sites. They're going to charge you money for sites you visit that as of now would be totally free. And it's also going to absolutely destroy a small online business. I mean, that's it in a nutshell, man. And I'll tell you, it blows. It blows. I don't think I've ever been more pissed off about any other voting issue in all my life, man. It just boils my blood like like nothing else man it's like running barefoot in your grass and stepping in dog shit you just get instantly pissed off man that's exactly that's exactly how i feel today i'm trying to get over it man trying to get over it i don't know it's my hope that congress overturns the repeal 
And I encourage all of you to research net neutrality and make a decision for yourself as to whether you are for it or against it. But if you're like me and enjoy what I believe is a civil liberty, just having the Internet to remain free and open to all. There are plenty of petitions you can sign that pop up practically everywhere when you go on practically every website or any website. But man, enough of that. Let's get to football. Fantasy Recap. So the Denver Broncos laid the smackdown on the Indianapolis Colts and the coaching career of Chuck Pagano, most likely. I would assume Pagano is going to be fired after this year. But the Broncos lay it down, man, 25 to 13, outscoring the Colts 18 to 3 in the second half. And no one, absolutely no one, was good for the Colts. I mean, I guess Jack Doyle in the PPR league did okay for you if you played him. Doyle finished with 11.7 fantasy points. Some were high on Trevor Simeon heading into this week. And only those that were high on him will know the reason why. I sure as hell don't get it. Do play as quarterback like I play the violin. And let me tell you right now, I've never played the violin. But I'm willing to bet if there was some way to measure it, that I, again, who's never played the violin, would do a better job at that than Trevor Simeon playing quarterback. I guarantee it. Guarantee it, man. I'll even take it a step further. How about this? During the fantasy football offseason, the guys and myself at Fantasy Sports Studios, we do a lot of these physical challenges, right? And these are just flake shits and giggles, man. You know, just stuff we've been doing for years. We're going to up it up, man. We're going to step it up. We're going to do this, and we're going to, we're already revamping the whole YouTube channel that we have there. We're going to get a brand new YouTube channel. We're going to revamp that whole entire thing there. And we're going to start live streaming all these physical challenges we do, man. And uh, that's going to start and kick off right after the conclusion of the NFL season. We're going to get into that. But uh, anyway, for this Trim- Trevor Simeon thing real quick, man, if we can find a, a combine tape or a pro day video or any quarterback skills challenge that he's participated in. Challenge flag. I'm throwing a challenge flag right now, man. I'm going to say I challenge Trevor Simeon that I would be victorious and smoke his ass in a quarterback skills challenge. I know it sounds crazy when I say this, man, and I'm sure a lot of y'all are probably wondering, what is it that I'm smoking? I'm not saying I'm a better QB than Trevor Simeon, obviously. I'm not even the same stratosphere as Simeon in that respect. But it's not all that crazy to think I uh, that I could take him in a quarterback skills challenge. I was a quarterback in my day. Not even remotely close to the level that Simeon was, obviously. But we're going to do it. We'll see. All right, so back to the recap. Simeon leaves this one early due to injury, and apparently he sprained his AC joints. Brock Eisweiler comes in for relief, and he played pretty well, man. He played his best football of the season. C.J. Anderson goes for 158 yards on the ground. No receptions, no TDs. So a little disappointing, but you can't be mad at him. You know, he struggled a lot throughout the season. If you were were, desperate and had to start C.J., I suppose he did okay for you. I mean, 15.8, you'll take it in whichever format it comes in. Emmanuel Sanders finishes just shy of 14 points. Demarius Thomas just shy of 12. We're going to get to, we're going to solve all the questions to week 15 with these answers here. NFL News. So as we all know, Aaron Rodgers is coming off of IR, returning to the Packers, taking back that starting quarterback job. I love Aaron Rodgers this week, and I'll tell you why when we get to the game preview. Leonard Fournette still not practicing. He's been dealing with a quad injury, and this has me 
very, very nervous. Hopefully, he's going to practice later today. We'll see. He did come out yesterday afternoon, say he expects to be ready for Sunday. I believe him. I just hope he doesn't pull a Greg Olson and just show up and then just show out, man, like check out five minutes later. So, like I said, man, if he does practice today, it's a good sign. It's definitely something to watch very closely as to his availability for Sunday. It's a tough matchup, but I think they're going to get in close. I think he definitely scores a touchdown this week if he plays. No doubt about that. I don't think Jacksonville's going to have any trouble moving that ball. But we'll get to that. Man, just Leonard Fournette, man. Get your quad right, buddy. Hope you... uh Hope you play on Sunday, man. I definitely need you in one league for sure. And there's a lot of other people counting on you there, big fella. So, man, let's just open up here with the mailbag. Let's just get right into these star questions, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Mailbag. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? Oh, shit, buddy. You gotta be kidding me. I got boxes full of... They've been asking for their mail. It's all they're talking about up there. All right, man. Question number one from Tony in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Should I start Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? I'm going Aaron Rodgers all day. Drew Brees does have a nice matchup. But I fully expect the Jets to kind of roll over and die on this one, man. Bryce Petty starting quarterback there, taking over for Josh McCown. He was out for the year, placing IR. And, man, that that makes me think, man, once we get in the second half, man, it's going to be all Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. They're going to be running the hell out of that ball. No sets in passing when you're up 24-0 at halftime. So for that reason, in a must-win game for the Packers, give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me number 12. Number two, DeMarco Murray or Theo Riddick at RB2 this week. Chester in Omaha, Nebraska. It's a tough one, man. Both kind of risky if you ask me. I got to go DeMarco Murray, though. I got to lean Murray on this just because of the matchup against the 49ers. Poorest run defense and defense... Well, the defense is playing a little better as a whole, but their run defense, I'll take my chance with DeMarco Murray. The Bears do have a good run defense, and I do think because of that, Riddick will get some looks out of the backfield as far as uh, receptions. But if I had to play one of these guys in Week 15 playoffs, season on the line, I'd rather go down with Murray than I would with Theo Riddick. I'm not trying to get cute here. Number three. Michael Crabtree or Mike Evans, Amy in Nashville, Tennessee. Is this really even a question at this point, man? Mike Evans has been so bad, so disappointing. Give me Michael Crabtree. He's number one. He's Derek Carr's guy. I like Michael Crabtree much better than Mike Evans this week. All right, next one. Robbie Anderson or Josh Gordon. Will in New Haven, Connecticut. Easy one here, Will. Josh Gordon all day, man. Robbie Anderson's got Bryce Petty throwing to him. I know Bryce Petty and Robbie Anderson had decent chemistry late last year when they hooked up towards the end of the season. But, man, I'm riding Josh Gordon, man. Riding him out. Next one, Devin Funches or Josh Gordon? Kyle in Leesville, West Virginia. Man, Funches has been pretty disappointing the last four weeks, and we'll get to that later here, but... I'm going with Josh Gordon again. Taking Gordon again. I think Gordon easily gets double digits. 
I think a young quarterback like Deshaun Kaiser is going to be targeting the hell out of him, kind of like Deshaun Watson was targeting the hell out of DeAndre Hopkins. So give me Josh Gordon in this one. All right, moving on. Deion Lewis or Jarek McKinnon, Camille in Brooklyn, New York. I like this one, man. This is probably the toughest one that I've had to decide on here. Man, you know, I think I'm going to lean McKinnon, but barely. PPR league, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm going to lean McKinnon, but slightly. I like Deion Lewis a lot against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deion Lewis's track record against Pittsburgh has been very good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take McKinnon. I think he only scores Lewis by two or three points. I don't think it's a big a big gap. All right, number seven, Marquise Goodwin or Marquise Lee? Hmm, the better Marquise. This is from T-Bone in Coral Springs, Florida. Give me Goodwin, man. Give me Marquise Goodwin. Seems like him and Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, having a nice little chemistry they're developing right now. I'm taking Goodwin, man. And D.D. Westbrook, man, has been stepping it up in Jacksonville. He's kind of been the number one lately. He's, in the last four weeks, he's had more fantasy points than Marquise Lee. So for this question here, give me Marquise Goodwin. Although I do think Lee has a good game as well. All right, next one. Robert Woods, Chris Hogan, or Stephon Diggs? Brittany in Long Island, New York. Choose one. Hmm. I'm going to go Chris Hogan. I think Hogan has a big game, man. He uh, definitely played very well in the AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh last season. I think Chris Hogan will be a top 20 wide receiver in Week 15. Next one, Kyle Rudolph or Adam Shaheen. PPR, Brian in Brookline, Massachusetts. Brian, Rudolph might not play. And if he does, I'd be a little worried about him. Shaheen coming off another four for 44 in a touchdown performance. I think Shaheen's got a good chance to find the end zone again. He scored against Detroit on Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with Shaheen, man. I'm going to throw him out there. <clears throat> All right, next one. Excuse me, I have a bit of a cold if, I, uh, if you can't tell. So let's keep pushing through, man. Next one, Juju or DD Daryl in Oakland, California. Oh, man. This is another good one right here. I'm going to lean DD just based on the matchup. But I think Juju Smith-Schuster is also, also a startable wide receiver this week as well. I know Juju's uh, had some struggles the last couple of weeks, and he had the suspension. Oh, man, I like both these guys. I think D.D. finishes ahead of Juju, though, so I'm gonna g- give me D.D. Westbrook. All right, next one, Jordan Howard or Alex Collins? Calvin in Austin, Texas. Collins has been on fire, man. And Howard's coming off a big game, two big games in a row. The Cleveland defense is a little underrated, man. Give me Jordan Howard <clears throat> over Alex Collins. I think Collins struggles this week, to be honest. We'll get to that in the preview. All right, next one, is Jordy Nelson start-worthy? And if he is, Jordy or Funchess, Dana in Akron, Ohio. Jordy Nelson's absolutely star-worthy. If you guys heard the uh, brief little quick hitter we did on Thursday, I have Jordy Nelson as a top 10 wide receiver this week. I think he scores two touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers returning there. And if I had to choose between Jordy Nelson or Devin Funchess in that game even, I'm going Jordy all the way. All right, next one. Rex Burkhead or Samaj P. Ryan, Crystal in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Give me Rex Burkhead. I think he's got a good chance to find the end zone here. I think he's going to get at least five catches out of the backfield. And we know he's going to split some work running between in between the tackles with Deion Lewis. All right, next one. Rogers or Stafford, Dave in Irvine, California. I'll say it right now, man. Aaron Rodgers is my number 
is not my number three. He's he's in the top three. I haven't really decided where I'm going to put him yet, but he's in my top three for sure, no doubt, this week. Stafford, I'm a little worried about, man. The Chicago Bears defense is no joke. They're no joke, man. They're for real. I'm not saying they're an elite defense, but they're a defense that can, uh, that can, they can mess with you, man, in NFL and fantasy. So uh, I'd be a little worried about Stafford, to be honest. And he's got that hand issue going on, man. I'd, I'd stay away from that one. Go with Rodgers. All right, number 15 here. I had Wentz and no one else. I need a quarterback. Please help me. Bortles, Nick Foles, Marcus Mariota, or Trubisky, Maria in Hoboken, New Jersey. Maria, give me Blake Bortles, top 10 quarterback over the last four weeks of the, of the fantasy football season. And he's got a hell of a matchup, man. And Bortles has looked pretty damn good. I'd say the, the last the last six weeks, really, he's looked pretty solid. All right, next one here. Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram, PPR League, Russ in Venice, California. Give me Hunter Henry. I know Evan Ingram's kind of been the uh, tight end darling of uh, 2017, but man, give me Hunter Henry. He's number four tight end over the last month. Evan Ingram, he's going to get targets. He's going to get targets, man. But his production, I'm not sold on him, man. I, I don't know. The whole Giants offense right now kind of scares me a little bit. I'm rolling with Phillip Rivers and his targets. Give me Hunter Henry. All right, next one. If Fournette can't go on Sunday, do I pick up Yeldon or Ivory? Or do I just play one of my bench running backs? And my bench running backs are Deion Lewis, Bilal Powell, or Austin Eckler. PPR League, Chad in Queens, New York. First things first here. I think Fournette is going to play. He already he already says he expects to play. Although he did throw a little caveat in there that he hopes that he can practice to get his mind right, I guess, for the game. So it's a little concerning, man. I don't know. He's kind of a weird dude, Fournette. Mm. Anyway, if he doesn't go, I'm not picking up Yeldon or Ivory. It's a hell of a matchup against the Houston Texans. Out of those guys that you listed, I'm taking Deion Lewis out of those guys. I would, I, If I had to rank them here, and that's going to be some of our theme here this week, I'm going to go Deion Lewis, Austin Eckler, TJ Yeldon, Chris Ivory, Bilal Powell. All right, moving on to the next one here. I need a tight end for this week. I've been playing Vernon Davis. Do I continue to roll with him, or do I pick someone up off of waivers? Here's a screenshot of who's available. And just to read some of these names off here, you got David Njoku, you got Ben Watson, Julius Thomas, Mercedes Lewis, Jesse James, and O.J. Howard. And this is Carl in Pensacola, Florida. Carl, of those names... I'm either going to roll with Vernon Davis or I'm going to take Jesse James. And why I'm taking Jesse James over all those other guys? Man, I know the Patriots have been pretty good against tight ends this season overall. But man, the Patriots traditionally in their matchups against Pittsburgh, now granted it was Heath Miller who pretty much did most of the damage, but the Pittsburgh has always implemented the tight ends as a weapon going against New England. And if you've noticed, man, throughout the history between those two teams, they always seem to play each other pretty much the same way. It's like these teams don't change it, man. They know what they got in, each, in, in their opponent, and they just go at it. And it should be a great game to watch. And I think Jesse James does find the end zone in this week. This week. All right, next one. Jimmy Garoppolo or Marcus Mariota, RJ in Allen, Texas. RJ... I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think it's close. Jimmy G's on the upswing. He's got the 49ers off to a 2-0 start since he took over. 
Marcus Mariota sucks. He's going to be a freaking bust, man. He's so bad. I am never, ever trusting Marcus Mariota in fantasy or NFL for that matter, man. He's a big pile of shit. All right, next one, man. Steven Anderson, Ricky Seals-Jones, or Austin Safarian-Jenkins. Adam in Westchester, New York. Adam, man. ASJ's out, especially with Bryce Petty there. So it comes down to pretty much which one of these two guys you like better because I think they're both pretty close. If I had to choose one, though, I'm going Steven Anderson, man. Still riding that train because he does get the targets. He does get the snaps on offense. Ricky Seals-Jones still fighting to get snaps. Jermaine Gresham is still ahead of him, too. Give me Steven Anderson. Five up, five down. All right, man, let's get to some five up, five down. Here's some facts. Over the last four weeks, all right, so here we go, man. Number one, since week 11, Lamar Miller is only averaging 10.4 fantasy points per game, which is damn mediocre, which is what Lamar Miller is, mediocre, man. He's the most basic bitch of running backs in fantasy. He's merely a flex play at best for week 15. I don't think he gets you double digits. I think you're lucky if he gets you eight or nine points, to be honest. I do not like Lamar Miller whatsoever, especially against Jacksonville. Here's another one for you. Since week 11, Carlos Hyde is averaging less than 10 fantasy points per game. Very Lamar Miller-esque. But I don't give a shit. He's the exception to Lamar Miller's shit rule. I'm throwing Hyde out there as an RB2 for week 15. And real, real quick, real quick. I got a little hot take here. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot takes. Hot, 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 hot. I hate the MFers that preach analytics when it comes to every, every single aspect of player production and or player projection. I'm not saying analytics aren't a factor in player rankings and projections, but there is an old school school of thought, man, which is still prevalent in today's NFL. And that's the mother effing eyeball test. I have the vision. I feel I have a pretty damn good eye when it comes to talent evaluation. I'm not sitting here with the damn Texas Instruments T1000, whatever calculator, the size of a friggin' iPad. No, I don't have thick-ass glasses looking like a cross-eyed poor bastard or like I'm welding friggin' sheet metal or something with duct tape holding them bitches together. No, I, like most of us here at Fantasy Sports Studios and the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, well, I can't really can't really speak for Jeff. He keeps he keeps like a notebook glued to his ass, like uh, well, like a blind kid wearing like thick ass glasses. Man, I don't know if it helps him or if it's just for like the aesthetics of making him look good or if he's being like productive, maybe. But anyways, man, most of us here at FSS crunch the numbers and review the comparisons. But more than anything, man, the number one thing to go with is the damn eyeball test. That is the absolute deciding factor in our decision-making, and it should be with yours as well. Go with your gut. The force is strong in me and some others over here too, man. And I'll tell you what, man. I feel that force. That's what she said. Damn right. That's what she said. You're damn right. Star Wars is out nationwide, man. Might go check that out later. All right, man. Back to fantasy here. I know he's coming off some decent production, but don't do not run with Isaiah Crowell, man. If you do, 
you are more likely to watch your opponent run away with a victory than you are to see Crowell run for a touchdown. That's for damn sure. All right, next one here I got for you. Another fact for you. <clears throat> kind of hit on this one a little bit here, but D.D. Westbrook over the last four weeks is averaging more fantasy points per game than Devin Funches, Mike Evans, and like I said previously, Marquise Lee as well. It would take Devontae Parker, Emmanuel Sanders, and Amari Cooper, their basic bitch asses combined to equal what Didi's putting out over the last month of games, man. Roll with the D because I fully expect Westbrook to sling the D all over the Texans. Horrendous, horrendous bad secondary. That's what she said. Yes, it was. All right, something I found to be interesting for week 15. A lot of people are high on Josh Gordon now that Josh Gordon is no longer high. And believe me, man, I get it. I get it. Dude's exciting. He's talented. And I, too, am high on Josh Gordon. But people this week seem to have some reservations about Michael Crabtree. And let me enlighten y'all for a minute here. All right, since Gordon came back from suspension, right, Crabtree and Gordon both have averaged 14 fantasy points per game in PPR scoring. The matchup is more favorable for Crabtree, and Crabtree has a better quarterback throwing him the ball. So I don't quite get the logic from some of these people saying, oh, I love Gordon, but oh, Crabtree scares me. Doesn't really make sense, man. I don't get it. I think people are putting too much emphasis on the brand, like the, the name of the player, and not nearly enough at looking at the production or, or projections, or the matchups for that matter. Now, see, this is where analytics actually do come into play here because of both Crabtree and Gordon, they're both start-worthy for Week 15, at least in my book. And I do believe both will eclipse double digits for your fantasy team. I think both of them are actually going to finish right around their averages right there, 14 points or so. Burned like a ginger on the 4th of July. All right, giving you all some names of some players who are going to disappoint you this week, man. Can't be having those disappointments in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins, for one, I think he's going to struggle this week. Lamar Miller, obviously, for obvious reasons. Basic bitch running back there like we keep talking about. At least I keep talking about him. Joe Mixon, going to struggle. Not very good anyway. Isaiah Crowell, blows. Bilal Powell, blows worse than pretty much everyone on this list so far. Kelvin Benjamin, even with Tyrod Taylor, man, no, don't feel comfortable playing him either. And all of the Chicago Bears wide receivers, I don't care if it's Kendall Wright coming off a 10-catch, 100-plus-yard game, or Dontrell Inman, who some people, like Jeff, seem to have freaking gotten a boner over and just keep plugging them away every uh, decent matchup, at least they think is a decent matchup, until it turns out he goes two for 26. Those are some guys who are going to disappoint this week for sure, no doubt on my end. Now let's get to, let's dive in a little deeper here with these ones. Beer goggle picks. I make it. I know you got boiled peanuts in those pants. Do we have sex? Mmm. Man. Yeah, it helps me win. Nice. Going from begging up to kind of dress. What's up, my boy over there? You're going to regret that in the morning. I immediately regret this decision. What'd you do? Um, your asshole, I guess. All right, man. So some other guys that are going to really 
come back to bite you in the ass, man. I know they look good right now based on last week's performances. But, man, these are some guys right here you cannot play in Week 15, man. You can't rely on these guys. Don't chase the points on these guys here. And I'm starting out with uh, Alex Collins. Two touchdown performance last week. Big game. And I just don't think it's going to duplicate it, man. I don't think that will be replicated. Not in this one. I still like Cleveland's defense, man. I've been saying it for weeks. Cleveland's defense, better than you think it is. Should have beat the Packers last week. The Browns didn't happen. Went to overtime, but no go. All right, another guy sticking with the Ravens here. Mike Wallace had a couple good games recently. Not buying it, man. Don't trust the quarterback there. Don't trust that offense. No thank you, Mike Wallace. I'm going with Robbie Anderson here also. Because Robbie Anderson, man, I know he's been a really good wide receiver too for you, especially especially in the last eight weeks. I have him this week as a low-end wide receiver three, and I think Javon Curse, his teammate, finishes with more fantasy points than Robbie Anderson. And if Jeff was here, I'd definitely try to get him to uh, challenge me on that one. Another guy that I'm a little worried about here too, a lot of people are high on Mike Davis for the Seahawks. He's got the feature role there. But, man, their offensive line is still shitty. And the Rams are a good defense. I know their run defense is uh, susceptible. But I'm not trusting Mike Davis in the playoffs. Hell no. Because we still haven't seen him, man. He looks good. He passes the eyeball test. But the offensive line, that damn sure does not pass the eyeball test. And we haven't seen any any of the backs do anything of, of real significance. So I'm staying away from that. It's not just going to magically happen in week 15. Will Fuller, another guy. He's back. Don't play him. Too risky. Bad matchup. Shaky quarterback. Corey Davis, another one. Some people think that he's still worth a dart throw as a flyer. Not going to happen in that passing offense or lack thereof. Marcus Mariota cannot get the ball to anybody there other than Delaney Walker. Bed shitters. <laughs> and home run hitters. And hitting on some bed shitters and home run hitters here for week 15. Let's start with the shitters. Let's start with the shit list. I want to say DeAndre Hopkins, man. To an extent, of course. Hopkins has been fantastic all year. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. But I have Hopkins going for just 13 points this week. I can see him going around six catches, 70 yards, somewhere right in that in that ballpark there. It's a tough matchup. Tough matchup, and you got TJ Yates back there throwing the ball. You're going to play Hopkins. Don't get cute and sit his ass. But for this shit list here, you're going to want to lower some of your expectations on these guys because I also have Matt Stafford on this shit list this week. I have Matt Stafford finishing outside the top 12. Right now, he's my quarterback 13 for the week. Marshawn Lynch, I think he's another guy that's going to just shit the bed. Sean Lee is back with the Dallas Cowboys. He's in there. When he's in there, their defense is a hell of a lot better, especially against the run. So definitely keep your expectations in check when it comes to beast mode. Some home run hitters real quick to get it to. I love Chris Hogan this week. He's kind of flying under the radar. Nobody's high on him this week, but I'll tell you what, man. Like I said earlier in the show, he's going he's gonna to do very well. Chris Hogan's going to do very well this week against Pittsburgh. Deion Lewis, another guy I like this week. I think he's going to do well against Pittsburgh. He, he has on his own personal history against that team. 
I don't think it stops. I think he's going to be good to go. I think he's going to be a very productive flex option for you or RB3. Mohamed Sanu, another guy I like in this one. I think Mohamed Sanu is going to be a very solid wide receiver two for you this week. Marquise Goodwin, right there in the same. I think he's going to be a borderline two flex receiver there. I think he's going to be around wide receiver 20. D.D. Westbrook, another great play for you. I think he's got, I think his floor is around wide receiver two, and I think his ceiling man is top five. I think he have a huge game this week. I Right now, I have D.D. Westbrook as wide receiver 15, so in check, keep in check. Michael Crabtree, also on this list for home run hitters. Crabtree's going to be just fine, man. He's going to get at least 10 targets from Derek Carr this week. I think he's going to catch at least seven of those passes, and I think he finds the end zone. I also like his teammate there, Jared Cook, th- Jared Cook this week. Jared Cook's going to have a big game as well. I like Jared Cook to be a top 10 fantasy tight end for week 15. Jordy Nelson, hands down, no doubt, top 10 wide receiver for me this week. He's going to find the end zone twice, two touchdowns, put it on the board for Jordy Nelson. Tyreek Hill. A guy I love this week. I'm not a huge Tyree Kill guy, man, but this is a great matchup for him. The way the Chargers play their defense, they love to pressure the quarterback. They're going to be sitting in the house, man. Bosa, Ingram, they're going to be attacking Smith all day. And the beneficiaries of that pass rush are going to be Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. Both should have pretty damn good games this week. Tyreek Hill, I think he's going to go over six catches, over 100 yards in this one. And he may find the end zone as well. I do have him as my number 11 wide receiver this week. Kenyon Drake coming off a huge performance against the Patriots. I like him a lot this week as well. How can you not, man? How can you not like Kenyon Drake? Dude's amazing. And Jerick McKinnon going to round it out, man. I think he's a, uh, a long shot home run hitter here. I think he's a safe flex play. And I think he's got low end RB1 upside this week. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes, man. I think Minnesota's going to have trouble running the ball up the middle with Murray. I think McKinnon's going to be a decent play this week. Daily Plays of the Week. For God's sake, just give me the damn number! All right, hitting on some Daily Plays of the Week for Week 15 for you DFS guys out there. DraftKings, FanDuel, whichever guys you guys prefer there. I prefer DraftKings myself. So just running a few names out there who I like for Week 15 in DFS. Give me Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith. And I'll take Tom Brady too, man. Those are my top three quarterbacks for Daily Fantasy. Blake Bortles is good if you want a a bargain option there. Kenyon Drake and Deion Lewis, two other guys I like at running back. I also like Kareem Hunt this week. For receiver, I like Chris Hogan, man. Same with the Patriots. If you want to do a Hogan-Brady stack, I like that very much. Jordan Nelson, Rodgers stack, I like that even better. Another wide receiver I'll throw at you. Give me D.D. Westbrook and Michael Thomas. For tight ends, if you can afford to, go with Gronk. Uh, if you can afford to, go with Kelsey. And if you're looking for a cheap guy, go for Steven Anderson or Ricky Sills jones I mean, I think they're both going to hover between 8 to 10 points. Kind of a safe, low, low-cost play there for you. And for the flex, man, that's a crapshoot. If you want a real low cost high upside flex guy for this week i'm gonna think um i think demarco murray could do that man it's a huge risk reward right there but i like the matchup demarco murray could be that boom play for cheap that could take you to the top man for dfs for this week all right guys that's all the time we got for this episode here for part one part two will be released either this evening or 
no later than Saturday afternoon. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review if you'd like. We'd really appreciate it. Send all your fantasy playoff questions to questions at fantasysportstudios.com. Try to answer as many as we can. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Emily Negron and Brian Hope. Thanks for the review, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again tonight or tomorrow. You love fantasy, and so do I. Go with the champ. See ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Studios.